Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pile. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Hi to every one of you watching me today. I'm so glad that you've tuned in. It was so great meeting some of you over the Christmas period. And so I'm trusting that today God will speak to you and minister to you just where you're at. And as you may know, two weeks ago, we had our Vision Sunday. And the word for the year is forward, forward. And I want you to get that inside your spirit for the year that lies ahead for you. How many of you have a forward attitude inside of you? Because I believe God is doing something special in this season. So today, we're starting a collection of talks around Philippians chapter 3, where Paul said, I press towards the goal. In other words, I press forward and we are pressing forward this year you know i'm not getting stuck in the present or the past but we are moving towards everything that god has planned and purposed for us and so if you're ready for the word today wherever you're sitting out there say after me my heart's open my mind's ready and i won't be the same again in jesus name amen how many of you have walked up to a house where there was an aggressive dog and you were not sure if it was chained or not. Come on, anyone. And you learned in that moment how fast you could run. It's really, really scary. And how many of you are thankful that when the dog started taking off, it was actually on a chain? Have you ever seen perhaps in a movie or somewhere where the dog starts running full tilt and all of a sudden the chain stops it and jerks it back, you know? Then it's up on its hind feet, snarling, ready to tear you to pieces. And I want you to think about this picture as you talk about moving forward. Maybe you feel as if you're trying to move forward, but you've got something that's chained you down. You feel as if life is limited in a way, as though you have a certain circumference, like you're chained. You can move a bit. But the moment you, yeah, that's me, that's it. Man, I've got the vision word. Oh, I got it on Sunday last weekend and I'm moving forward. Then all of a sudden you're like, uh-oh, I'm chained. I thought I was able to move forward. And the fear or whatever it might be yanks you back. Anybody ever feel like that? You know, I've tried this before, but anxiety pulls me back. Insecurity pulls me back. I've tried to move forward. I want to believe for the best in my life and I want to trust God for breakthrough because God said it and I believe it. But then tomorrow head saying, well, I'm still chained and I still can't seem to move forward. You know, I'm always yanked back. So, so why should I even try? And I believe that one of the biggest things that chains us and will definitely hold us back if we don't get it fixed is our thinking. So today I want to talk about forward thinking, forward thinking. The Bible says this in Romans 12 verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. Listen to this. But let God transform you into a new person by, by what? By changing the way you, come on, everybody say it with me. Changing the way you think, the way you think. And some of you think that if you pray more, then things will get you uh, fixed and, and will come right in your life, you know. And listen to me, prayer is good. 
And as a church, we believe in the power of prayer. But if you just think that uh, that when you just pray, uh, it will come right, and then it doesn't get fixed, you'll say, you know what, God didn't answer my prayers. No, maybe you didn't change your thinking. Or you say, I'll go to worship night, or you know, I'll do the seven days of fasting and prayer. Let me tell you, if you have broken thinking, it doesn't matter how many days you pray, you will continue to live broken because you didn't change your thinking. If you have insecurity, you know, and it's plaguing your mind, it doesn't matter how much you pray for that relationship. You know, every time they hit the button of your insecurity, you're going to react and cause tension and the marriage will never have peace. Are you with me? I want to pray for you, but I also want to help you. And Paul said the way you become a new person is by changing the way you think. He said, don't get stuck in the patterns or behaviors, the customs of this world. He was inspired by the Holy Spirit to understand cognitive behavior and neuroscience. And he understood that if you think a certain way long enough, it creates a neural pathway in your mind and it becomes your default way of thinking and living. I love it when science catches up with the Bible. He understood that if you think one way long enough, it will become the default way that you will live. So every time that situation comes up, you default to a certain thinking, and that thinking controls your living. So it doesn't matter how many New Year's resolutions you make or how much you, know, you will yourself to be better, if you don't transform your thinking, you will never transform your living. And you will walk away saying, huh, God didn't do it, but God is not the problem. Well, Pastor Mark, you know, can't we rather study the tabernacle of heaven and, you know, its deeper spiritual meanings? You know, I feel a lot better when you talk about those things. No, because God loves you. You can change your thinking, which will then change your living, and you can be transformed into a new person. So don't get caught in the patterns of this world, like the pattern of comparison. It will leave you living in a certain circumference and you will only go so far and no further. Or the pattern of insecurity. It's the pattern of thinking of this world and it's the spirit of this age to make you feel less than and it will leave you trapped where you can only go so far but no further. The spirit of this world, you know, the spirit of this world wants to chain you and stop you moving forward. So don't get caught in the trap of whatever it is, you know, you fall in the blank for your life, whatever it is in your life, don't get caught there. It will leave you only going so far and that is not what Jesus came to die on the cross for you for. He didn't just die to give you salvation. That's awesome. That's the starting point. That's his grace. And it's awesome. It's absolutely fantastic. A home in heaven. But he said in John 10, 10, I've come that you may have life and have it to the what? To the what? To the full. You know, as Jan said last week, we see that when Jesus was ready to start his ministry, he walked up into the temple and quoting from Isaiah 61, he said this, we're reading from Luke 4, 18 to 19. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, 
to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And if you don't know what that is, let me explain it quickly. In the Old Testament, there was a year of jubilee, which happens after every seventh Sabbath year. So that means every 50 years, it was an economic, cultural, environmental, and communal reset. And it was the year in which all debt was canceled. <laughs> I know I would like that happen today. But anyway, the ground was given back from producing and, and all slaves were set free. It was known as the year of the Lord's favor, the year of freedom, the year of jubilee. So what Jesus is saying is this, I am the jubilee. I have come to set every captive free, to forgive every debt. I have come to declare the year of the Lord's favor. And it won't come on a calendar cycle, but will live every single day in your life. I've come to make that available to you. I am here and the spirit of God is upon me. I have come to declare freedom. In other words, we don't have to live chained. John said it this way, 1 John 3, 8. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. So how do we do that? What is the key that gets me unlocked and destroys those works so that I can go forward and not feel that I'm jerked back like a junkyard dog? Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. So if I'm trying to fight a spiritual battle with natural means, you will always lose. He says in verse 4, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Here is what a stronghold is. It is a house of wrong thinking a house of wrong thinking. So the enemy is wanting to sell you lies at some point in our lives. And we've all had this happen to us. The enemy knocks on the door of our heart and we crack the door open and he gets his foot in. For some, it was because somebody abused you and the enemy sowed a lie and set up a stronghold, a house of wrong thinking in your mind. For some, it was because somebody spoke something over you. You're not smart enough. You're just stupid. Why did you do that again? What's wrong with you? You ugly. You bad. You will never, ever amount to anything. And the enemy got his foot in your door, worked his way in and set up a stronghold in your life. You began to believe that lie and now you operate from the place of that stronghold instead of operating from the place of the truth of God's word. The devil doesn't want you to hear this. You know, go study about heaven and the top of No, no, no. No, stop. You have to work at changing your default pattern of thinking as Paul said in Romans 12 too. So Paul carries on in 2 Corinthians 10, 5 and he says this, we demolish arguments. That's why a stronghold is a house of wrong thinking. It's an argument and every pretentious thing that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive somebody say captive come on we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ so Paul says this is how we win we take every thought 
captive and we make it obedient to the word of God. An awesome verse is found in Luke chapter 11, 21, 22. I'm reading from the message translation. When a strong man armed to the teeth stands guard in his front yard, his property is safe and sound. But what if a stronger man comes along with superior weapons? Here's what's happening. The strong man, the enemy of your soul, has set up a house of wrong thinking. And he's been armed to the teeth. And he's stood God. But what happens when a stronger man, Jesus, comes along with superior weapons? It says this. Then he's beaten, the strong man, not the stronger man, at his own game. The arsenal that gave him such confidence hauled off and his precious possessions plundered. I'm praying that what gave the enemy confidence in your life will be pulled off today. That some lies will be broken, some strongholds torn down in your life and you won't live going, oh, I can't go any further than I, than, than I am now, you know. I want to go forward, but I can't go forward. Uh, I'm just kind of pulled back all the time. So today, I'm going to give you some keys to unlock the strongholds in your life, to give you freedom so that you can walk into the destiny that God has for you. Keys to unlock momentum. Are you ready? Number one. Number one is you have to take back your thought life. Take back your thought life. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, and I take every thought captive and I bring it into submission to the word of God. Here's a revelation. Are you listening? This is important. You don't have to think every thought you think. Think about that. You don't have to think every thought you think. Listen to me. Not every thought you think is from God. I'm not saying there's a devil under every bush, but there are some thoughts that pop up in your mind that the enemy of your soul is trying to use to destroy you with. Come on. They're not from God. They're not from you. They're from the devil. And they seem so good. Oh, they're so rational. The Bible says this in Romans 8, 65. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. You know, when a sinful nature controls your mind, there is the death. There's the death of relationships. How many times, you know, over the last two years have you let your mind spit out of control about, say, somebody else? You don't know if what was said was true or not, but you created an assumption and made a decision about it. You categorize them without even having a conversation. Isn't it amazing how we all of a sudden become experts on other people's motives? <laughs> well, I know what they meant. Are you inside their head? Can you read their mind? Yeah. When this sinful nature gets a hold of the mind, it leads to death. Trust dies. Relationships die. You know, passion dies. Purpose dies. Are you getting it? But it goes on and it says, 
But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to, how many are aware of this? Listen to it. It leads to life and peace. So you, you have to determine, I'm going to take back and take control of my thought life. I'm not going to let my mind run wild with every thought that I think, which literally means I'm going to stop sometimes and go, is that from God? Is that true? Is that what God wants me to think? What spirit is actually speaking to my spirit? Verse 7, for the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. Too many just let their thoughts run wild. Guilt, regret, self-loathing, anger, fear. Maybe you should set a watch over your life. Maybe set a watch every hour. And when it buzzes, you review the last hour and say to yourself, did I believe any lies of the enemy? Did I let any thought run through my mind that is not of God? You know, and this is not a ritual or a legalistic observation. I'm just saying it might be good to start maybe every hour, then every couple of hours, half a day, leading to a day, then a couple of days in a week. Because what will happen is that during that time, the pathway and the patterns of your mind will be reformed because you don't have to think about every thought you think. If you do, the enemy will have a field day in the battlefield of your life, which is your mind. With me? Number two, not only will you have to determine, I will take my thought life captive, but you also have to identify the lie. Identify the lie. It's not enough to just say, I'm going to take it captive. You have to identify the lie, the one the enemy is speaking, because when he talks, listen to me, he's lying. John 8.44 says, when he, the devil, lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. The devil is a liar. So you have to stop and identify the lie. You have to go, is the thought that I'm thinking right now from God? Is it lining up with truth? Does it line up with what God's word says about me and what his word says about my future, about my destiny? Does it line up with what I know the character of God to be? Stop and identify the lie. People sit before me and tell me, oh, I've got revelation from God and, and I'm going to move out and do this and do and I'm going to go into whatever. And I know it's out into destruction. They're stepping out into death all because they've had a thought that they believe. Stop and identify the lie. Well, this sounds like a lot of hard work, Pastor Mark. Yes, moving forward doesn't come by accident. You don't wake up one day and just go, wow, look at this intimacy that I have with the Father. I mean, wow, look at this amazing purpose that I just have on my life. You don't wake up one day and go, Wow, my marriage is absolutely phenomenal. And my kids and my family, I mean, we all just love Jesus. It doesn't just happen. You have to put some W-O-R-K into it. Hello, anybody? Are you still out there? 
So I have to stop and identify the lie. What am I believing right now? What are you allowing the sinful nature to feed? Because it leads to death, but the spirit leads to life and it leads to peace. It doesn't help to just identify. You have to replace it with something. So number three, you have to replace the lie with God's truth. Did you hear me? You have to, you have to replace the lie with God's truth. And the Bible says in Ephesians 6, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And what? And what? Pray. So I must take the word of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and I must pray. That's how I stand. But you can't just go, I'm going to stop be believing lies. I'm going to stop believing lies in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, I'm going to stop believing lies. No, you have to replace the lie with truth. Are you with me? Now, if I say purple cow, purple cow, purple cow, purple cow, purple cow. How many of you are thinking of a purple cow right now? Now, it's not enough to say, I must stop thinking about a purple cow right now. Stop thinking about a purple cow. 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 No, no, no. I have to replace it. Orange elephant. Orange elephant. Orange elephant. You see, you can't just say, I'm going to stop being insecure. I'm going to stop being insecure. No, I'm going to stop being insecure. That doesn't work. First, you have to say, I know the plans that God has for me, plans to prosper me and, and not to harm me, to give me a hope and a future. You know, for God so loved me that he sent Jesus into the world. Are you following me? You have to replace the lie with the truth. I can't just say, I'll do better, I'll do better, I'll do better, I'll do better. No, I'll try harder, I'll try harder. I'm going to try harder, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to be a better Christian. I'm going to be a better Christian. Yes, Mark, I'm going to be a better Christian. That doesn't work. You have to replace the lie with the truth. No, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives on the inside of me. I have the power to live the Christian life. Are you with me? I can't just identify the lie and repeat it. I have to replace it with the truth of the word of God. So the challenge in moving forward is to determine to take your thought life captive and start with maybe just one lie. And when you get victory, move to the next one. Maybe it's insecurity, maybe a feeling of unworthiness. I don't know. Go and find some Bible verses and memorize them. And when it comes to time to reflect, if you have any thought in the last hour, then just say, identify it and then speak the word of God over it. That's my assignment to you today. You know, it's great to have a moment. It's great to sing a song or feel the presence of God, but it's even better to leave this meeting, even now, this podcast, and, and walk away in victory.
what would it matter if we sang great songs, but we have no victory? What does it matter if we sing beautifully and, and we can feel God's presence, but we walk out of the meeting and we still change? What does it matter? What has it changed? So replace it with the word of God. And to help you online, if you go there, we have a pamphlet with the promises of God for you to look up. Promises that overcome the lies of the devil. I want to challenge you. Go and download it and keep it to look at as a reference. Identify your areas. Identify the line. Look on the chart and say, that's a truth that overcomes that. Because you know what? The Bible is full of promises. And so I challenge you, identify the line and choose a scripture that overshadows the lie of the devil. Ephesians 1, 3 says this, I have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. I was chosen before the foundation of the world to be conformed to the image of his son. So when I get up in the morning and I'm running late because I hit the snooze button, you know, and I start thinking, oh, I hit the snooze, I'm so stupid. I start thinking of who I'm not, you know, what I can't do. And security starts to try and control me. I stop and I move on saying to myself, no, I've been chosen before the foundation of the earth to be conformed into the image of God. He has blessed me with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. I have the amen of heaven on my life. I don't need anybody to pat me on my back. You know, hitting this news button, it's what I did, it's not who I am. I have the amen of Almighty God on my life. Replace the lie with the truth, and little by little, over time, you will overcome the lie of the enemy. You know, I do this in my life, and God is still revealing things to me. You know, go to that handout, you know, underline things. Take that handout. And every scripture that has a promise for you, go to your Bible and underline it. And then, you know, carry it with you. I carry it with me. I quote scriptures over my life. I believe them. I receive them. I'm someone who stands on the word of God. And I want you to do the same thing. You don't know my past, but forgetting that, I'm moving on to all that God has for me. So when thoughts come up, when fear tries to come up, in my own life, I go, no, no, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Now, I remember walking to the little church on the boulevard 30 years ago after God's little helpers told me, you can't build an English-speaking church in Paul. They had that spirit of, you are less than. And so I remember looking at all the seats. There were about 30 chairs and thinking, my God, how will we ever fill this little church? Fear would try and grip me, but I would say, no, God has said, he's building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we just kept taking our next step and our next step. And here we are today in this auditorium where we are. Are you following me? I want us to walk forward in freedom. And to do that, we're going to have to take control of our thought life. And we can. And so this is your homework. You are going to identify and replace the lies of the enemy with the truth of the word of God. Amen. Do you receive the message today? I pray so. 
I pray you get excited because your future is bright. Let's pray. Every head bowed, every eye closed, wherever you may be sitting, whether you're in a coffee shop, in your home, in an old age home, in a hospital, it doesn't matter. Maybe the lie that you believed is that God could never love you. Maybe the lie you believe is that you are too far outside the reach of His grace, outside the reach of His mercy and His love. And I just want you to know, it's a lie. The Bible tells me that all, all who believe, that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Their life will be changed. You don't have to wonder or hope or, or maybe someday you can get good enough for God to love you. No, that's a lie. He has loved you so much already that he sent Jesus to earth to die a death. You are meant to die to offer you a free gift of salvation. And if you're here today watching me and you say, Pastor Mark, I don't know that I have peace with God. I don't have any assurance in my life or confirmation that one day heaven will be my home. Well, today you can. We're going to start by identifying the lie of the enemy. I'm speaking truth over you that God loves you. Yes, you. And God has a plan and purpose for you. There are no sins that His grace cannot cover. And today, if you call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Your sins will be forgiven. Heaven will be your home. Pray this prayer after me. It's so simple, it goes like this. Jesus, I need you. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I believe you died for me. I believe God raised you from the dead. And today I make you my Lord and Savior. I receive your grace. I receive your forgiveness and thank you for a brand new beginning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, we celebrate with every one of you out there that has made that decision. Remember, replace the lie. Memorize scripture. Memorize the truth of God's word in your life. And also, listen to me. Don't miss next week. I've got a great truth that will help and propel you forward into your destiny. So until we meet again, share hope, show kindness, and let's all shine Jesus.